Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hello, everyone. In this week, we're going to talk about power plays. We've all experienced them. We all have done them. And with me is Sarah, Catherine, and Whitney. We are missing our sister, Kathleen, but she'll be back next week. I am Claudette. And so I just want to open this with, you know what? We've all been around somebody that says something. Power plays can be done to us or we can be doing them ourselves. And I have this thought or this belief that if we all had our personal power intact, we would treat everybody so differently. We would treat them with respect. We wouldn't be so easily offended. And if we saw someone out of their power, we would graciously pick them back up. So when we're intimidated around someone that makes us uncomfortable or threatened, what's really going on? We have to look at ourselves first. Do we perceive the other person as having more power than us? Are we measuring ourselves against them or judging ourselves? Or have we ever been around someone that we do a power play with and we say something to knock them down a notch? And then have you noticed after you do that, they're never quite the same around you? And I'm, I'm, for power. I'm all for everyone having power and no one having to knock anyone down a notch. I'm all about us personally remembering the power that is our birthright. So does anyone want to talk about this today? Who wants to go first? Um, I I'll, I can just jump in. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm all for standing in our power as well, Claudette. I totally agree with that. And that's what initially comes to mind with power plays, like in a positive way, right? Like being in our power, also in a a way that is gracious and vulnerable, that is not driven by the ego. I find myself regularly in my life asking myself, is this ego asking other people? Am I in my ego? Right now, I, Sarah and I were just having a conversation a couple days ago, and I asked her that question, and we were sort of separating it out. So for me, when I think about being in our power, it's our knowing our values, like what's most important to us, like value-wise as human beings, how we're showing up, what are our boundaries that we will not flex on, and then where is there flexibility? And I think there are situations are always unique. It's nothing, you know, very few things are like black and white, but, you know, being, knowing, being clear on who you are showing up as in the world and who you strive 
to show up because we're always striving as well, right? And understanding sort of our standards and our beliefs and our values that we won't flex on, I think is super important. And it shows up my personal life and in my business life. It's for me, it's all sort of intermingled anyway, you know, spiritually, business, personal, professional, all that stuff. So like we were talking about a negotiation that I'm, I'm in business uh, right now and dealing with Sarah and I trying, I've talked to all of you about it. And so in a situation of business, important to especially in negotiation right where it's you know a give and a take process it's certainly knowing what's most important what you will and will not flex on and you know really for me it's what's most important for the business even above what's most important for Catherine myself what's most important for the business because there's differences in long term so there it's you know getting some pushback on, I've really got to dig deep. And this is where I really go spiritual as well, like dig deep on what I will not flex on because they are asking me to flex on some stuff that I got to get clear on if I'm willing to flex on, right? And what truly it like the pros and cons of the situation and really like dig deep on that and be in my power on, stand in my power, what I won't flex on and really get clear and pull the ego, understand the ego, right? Because the ego can kind of put blinders on us at times or also help us be a little bit more in that power. Sometimes you got to tap into that ego and use it to our benefit as well. So I'm feeling that in business right now and really understanding where am I standing in my power and where am I willing to flex on on some areas that are important, but is it more important to just what is the winning out? What is most important in the win at the end of the day is where I'm at with that. So any words of wisdom on that ladies that pop into your head as I dig into that a little bit? Well, I have a situation that's happening right now. (laughs) I want to start with thanking you. Catherine, for mentioning it in a positive light, because when I think of power plays, a positive connotation wasn't the first thing that came to my mind. I am schooled in the art of negotiation from a legal perspective and as a legislative advocate, and much of That work is not always the most positive. It's not always from a place of trying to have a win-win. And while that was my approach, that wasn't always appreciated by other people, right? Opponents on the other side of an issue or a case or whatever was going on. So when I'm thinking of power plays, I'm I'm thinking of the things that people do generally to try to one up you and to take advantage rather than looking at it as how do I leverage what I have in a way that benefits everyone. And a lot of this is probably and we talk about this a lot here, masculine energy versus feminine energy, right? And not men, women, I'm not talking that, but just that the dynamic of the energy 
and the masculine energy being more of a win at any cost. And so that's the world that I come from. And while I don't play in that sandbox anymore, that there's some residual from that. So, you know, just the word power play. And so I just wanted to thank you for reframing that, recasting that for me and thinking about the personal power aspect of that. You know, That's why I love this show. We all bring our own unique gifts and perspectives in and absolutely about to learn something right now. So absolutely. Go ahead, so, and then the next thing you mentioned was remembering your value, right? And I think that's important in, in whether it's a personal relationship, a business relationship, working, whatever the context that you have value the person that you are interacting with has value and remembering that respecting that I think is really important. And so one of the ways that you can get the outcome that you want, I think first you have to start with knowing what you want out of the situation, right? Whether it's a relationship or a transaction of some sort, and relationships sort of are transactional in some respect. But whether I'm going to separate the two contexts, so relationship and, and maybe business and a transactional, something that's transactional, but it's to understand that you have value in the person that you're negotiating with or interacting with also has value in respecting that value. Um, understanding how you show up. You mentioned this as well, right? Understanding how you show up. Are you showing up as someone who is not respecting other people or not respecting yourself, not seeing yourself as valuable? So having some clarity about that is, I think, pretty important. You know, one of the things that I think has helped me in my world as a negotiator is being willing to walk away, right? And you phrased it a little differently, but kind of standing in your power. I'm willing to walk away. There is nothing, I won't say nothing, there are very few things that are so important that walking away is not an option, right? There are very discreet number of things in my life where Uh, The walking away is not an option. And then being willing to speak up and all of this, you know, works and get together. It's, It's not like these individual pieces, but being willing to speak up. And when I think of speaking up in terms of, you know, a context of, and I'll use my former life and work not being willing to speak up, you end up down the road with the train is moving (laughs) with or without you. Right. And in a legislative sense, you know, they are moving bills along. People, stakeholders are showing up at the table. They're negotiating things. And if you're not willing to speak up and stand for whatever it is you're there to represent or in your relationship personal relationship or romantic relationship, if you're not willing to stand up, speak for yourself, for your value, 
for what's important, for what you want, then you can get run over. And so, and sometimes it's not that someone is intentionally trying to do that or to hurt you, but if you're not standing up and speaking for yourself, people don't know where you're coming from and what you want. So I think those are some of the things that jump out at me about this topic. And I think you have to start at a place where you are clear about the outcome that you want and move from there. I love that you just described it as, you know, that masculine energy. And sometimes, you know, think about the feminine and the masculine. If you are standing in your power, you need a little bit of that hero energy. You need a little bit of that strong superhero energy, right? That you're standing for something. And then it just comes down to intent. What is your intent? Is the power play a good intent or is the power play ego? And not a good intent, self-serving. Um, and one thing that came up for me this weekend in a meditation I was doing was, you know, sometimes you need to add a lot of compassion to it. So are we stepping back and adding some feminine energy to it with that compassion and that care of, you know, how we move forward? You know, in real estate, for me, it's always a power play, Right. It can be. And oddly enough, you're negotiating on behalf of someone else. Very similar to sometimes what you were doing in the legislative world, Whitney, you know, where you were the mouthpiece and the making things happen. But it is a a give and take. And I'm also learning that to step out of the power play, it takes listening It takes asking questions. It takes digging deep. So if you find yourself only speaking and not caring enough to ask the questions and not listening to the answers and not paying attention, maybe you are working on a power play, you know, subconsciously. I remember reading The Queen's Code. It's all about feminine and masculine energy and Um, It's such a great story. It's not a self-help book, but it really is a self-help book, but it's not written as such. And really love that book. It it comes up for me a lot. And me saying that I had it, I can do it. I got it. I got it. I live in this, I got it world and I'm going to push through for a long time. And me stepping back and, and saying, I need help was me also releasing that masculine energy and and it was a power play and what I was subconsciously doing to others like my dad when my dad comes to visit he always wants to take the trash out he wants to have a little couple projects around the house to do he wants to make the coffee in the morning and every time I'm always like I got it I got it I got it but now that I understand feminine and masculine energy and I understand what feeds him. I'm able to say, Are you sure you want to do that? And yes, I, then thank you. So sometimes we don't even realize how powerful we are in even just a statement of I've got it. You know how he lights up? He is so happy to make that coffee. He is ecstatic to take the trash out and have something to do. He wants to change the light bulbs for me. 
And I, in that same balance with my husband and my business partner and other people in my life, even you ladies, you know, so I think we have to dig deep a little bit and understand where maybe we don't even realize that we're showing up in that moment as it's a power play. Cause you know, you know what I got it means I'm in control. Right. Yeah. You know, when you say I got it though, I like to dig deeper behind that. I remember when I used to say I got it, I used to, a man would want to open the door for me and I would say, that's fine. Thank you. And when I discovered Alison Armstrong, which the Queen's Code, that's what the book you're referencing. If anyone's listening, the Queen's Code by Alison Armstrong teaches many really beautiful concepts of masculine, feminine. And when I discovered that, I realized it was a my, and this is just for me, a perceived lack of power. I was constantly having to prove that I had it. I was constantly having to prove that I was powerful, that I could do it. I could handle everything by myself, but that's false power of the ego. You know, Sarah, you just mentioned, is it, what is the intent? Is it pure or is it ego? And what I realized is when we're actually in our power, which just that knowledge of that book transitioned you to a powerful position of standing in your power. And now your dad's happy and you're happy because you can see the result of all of that. And you don't have to prove anything. Of course, you can take the trash out and make the coffee, but you know, so it's a beautiful thing when we're in our power and we allow someone else to be in theirs, in our presence. And if we see someone not in there, you know, let's go even a step further. If someone says something to us to try to knock us down a notch, are we going to allow that into our heart to take our power? Or are we going to keep our power, let whatever they said fall on the floor, observe it, and then think of what we can say to restore their power and not be offended. They might have said something very rude, but understand we're all walking everybody home. And everybody has all these beliefs, all these thoughts, all of this conditioning, and we're just walking everybody home into their true self, their true essence, and their real power. And when we've figured out who we are, part of our responsibility is to help others figure out who they are. You know, so I love that. I love that, Sarah. Love that. that is that is just true power right there. Just what you said, Claudette, it affects Sarah being in the receiving mode and taking in that love And that, you know, we all want to be taken care of by our dads, you know, it's whatever level that means for us. And he wants to take care of you and you allow that. And it just, it, it, the power expands and it's gorgeous. And you did, you mentioned something I just want to highlight earlier because Sarah and I were having lunch a couple days ago and I was talking to her about the situation I was sharing earlier. And Sarah just mentioned, ask questions, dig deep you know, get curious around whatever the situation is and you will discover your power. You will discover what Whitney said, what you want, right? And and she, 
Sarah is a, a realtor and just really goes above and beyond. And she just sat there and asked me questions. And she pulled out a pen and an old piece of paper and writing numbers out and getting on the analytical side as well as the big picture. What what and helped me dig into what I want, what to stand on and flex on and numbers wise too. And it was just such a valuable process to just keep digging deeper. And we often need somebody to help us get out of our mind. I mean, I asked her a couple of times, am I in my ego about this? You know, I want to like, no. And she said, let's go to the numbers, you know, and figure out why do you feel that way? So it was a powerful process and so valuable. And I'm clear in this negotiation now what I want and what I'm willing to give and take. So huge piece of that. And I think that's a beautiful thing that Sarah did for you. And this is related in a business context, but it absolutely applies in any context, right? As Sarah was talking about the situation with her father, you know, it made me think of a number of situations early on in my relationship with Michael and probably some other men in my life in, in romantic endeavors where in an attempt to not make them feel like I was using them or wanted something from them, right? I'm going to stand in this place of autonomy and I can do this and I don't need you. I may want you, but I don't need you, right? And sending a message like that to someone who needs to be needed, right? That, that, that sort of his makeup, my, my husband in particular, sort of his makeup is to want to be needed, want to be wanted. And I was finding myself, you know, not saying the words, I don't need you, but my actions were saying that and doing things. And then I, I was like, why? Because then there was a part of me that was like, well, I'm doing everything. Well, yeah, you're doing everything because you don't let anyone else do anything, right? And in the relationship early, there was some of that. And I was reminded back from earlier in my marriage to the time after my son passed and there was a lot of that going on, right? People were reaching out, wanting to help and be supportive, not knowing necessarily what to do. And I didn't know what to do, but I, what I was trying to do, establish was that I was strong, that I was okay in this. And I wasn't. And at some point, you know, as I was going through therapy, the therapist was, was like, well, if people want to help you, let them help you. What does it hurt you to let people help you? And so this power plate has two sides. And I don't remember who it was exactly that said that. I think it was Sarah. But we have to let the other person be who they are in this in this dance, right? And so that's why it's important to understand how you're showing up, how they're showing up, what you want, what you'll stand for, and 
be curious. What is it that they're after as well? And Sarah, like you, I am a, a realtor. I do some realty things, <laughs> but not like you or Claudette, because you guys are badasses when it comes to real estate. But those dynamics are there as well, right? You've got two sides that are both looking to get the most I think in general, not every transaction, the most of what they can get. I want to get the most house for the least money. And I want to get, give you this house for the most money and doing as little as possible as I'm, you know, selling it to you, you know, but there's some people who that's not where they're coming from. But the bottom line again is getting to understand what people ultimately want. What are you ultimately after? How are you showing up? And how can we do this so that everyone can walk away feeling like that they got what they wanted? That's the compassion, right? That That's where we add in that feminine piece and that compassion and that love and and, and stay curious and stay playful. And you're right, Whitney, is, you know, when you said, I was, you know, I was always trying to do all of them, what I said I could, I got it stuff, you you know, it's so true. I mean, it felt good to unpack that and let it go and not carry that. You know how exhausting it was? Uh, Yes, I I do. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Unfortunately, I do. I remember saying to my husband years ago, I I can't do anymore. I'm exhausted. I'm just to the brink of, and that was before I really learned or understood that I was doing that to myself. Yeah. In that whole, I got it mode. And every time you say I got it, you're adding to your checklist, right? You know, and so. And then we think that someone else is doing that to us, right? Because they're not doing the things but we've set up that scenario so that they're not doing those things. Right. So, yeah. And can I add one little bit of information here? Ladies, if you tell your man you've got it and you've always done it, you can't go around going, well, he should know he needs to help or he should do it. Okay, you can't do it because... As women, we're intuitive and we're nurturers and we see a woman working, we pick up, we help her out. If we see a woman in the kitchen, we help her out. If we see men are not like that, men are hunters and and we're gatherers. And so as hunters, they preserve their energy. This goes back to instinct. And, you know, it depends on the level of testosterone and estrogen in each person on this. But this comes from the studies of Alison Armstrong. And so as a hunter, they will preserve energy. And if someone else has it, they'll let them have it. Because a man doesn't take on more than they calculate that they can do. Women do. So it's very distinct differences. So I wanted to add that too on that because... You know what? If you're telling a guy you got it, then you got it. If you don't want to have it anymore because you had it, because you got it, once you got it, you get it. Once you get it, you might not want it. And if you don't want it, you need to ask your man for what you need from him so he can get it. Okay. I love that. (laughs) They are not mind readers. They are not mind readers. Sometimes we want them to be, but it literally is say what you want 
as black and white as possible. What you, yeah. What do you need and what would that look like? And he can decide <laughs> if he can do it for you. So we're going off a topic just a little bit, but it is about power again, right? And being in the receiving mode. I mean, I feel like for especially independent, strong women, we all are, we're all mission driven. We are business women and we handle our stuff, right? We can take care of us and particularly if you come from a line of, you know, strong, masculine women with a lot of masculine traits and energy, you know, it's like this conditioning, like Claudette said. And so like Abraham Hicks, who I love, she does a lot of work on the receiving mode. I've learned a lot from her on that. And it's a practice. And I, you know, Whitney and Sarah, like, I just want to acknowledge your conscious, this like elevated level of consciousness to pull yourself out and go, let me receive here, let him grab the trash or whatever it is. So it's like, you know, and that creates empowerment. Well, well unlike Sarah, I never fight over taking off the trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doing anything on the car or the trash that, you know, have at it. So... <laughs> So have at it. <laughs> so when we're in our power, we don't have to prove anything. It's kind of like you already have your power. If someone says something rude to you or I've had someone go, oh, you look so beautiful. I mean, that dress is okay, but you look fine. Just any little thing to knock you down a notch or whatever in that moment, I have ha actually had that said to me, but in that moment, I had a choice. Do I give my power away to those words that were spoken to me? Do I, do I allow it? And do I allow that transfer of power? Because no one can take my power unless I allow them to. No one can just come in and steal it. I allow everything in my life. And so in that moment, do I allow it or do I let their words in my mind crash to the floor and I have grace and mercy because I'm in my power and they're not in that moment, knowing that they made that remark because they felt in comparison that I was more powerful in that moment. And so instinctually, they want to knock me down a notch. And knowing that information, can I then look at them in my love and power and restore their power? and begin to remind them of who they really are in their essence and how powerful they are. Because power plays are done in the ego for the most part. I would say 80%, maybe 90% of the time. Sure, we need to negotiate. My background is in negotiation also. But I've learned that there's a way to negotiate that honors the spirit. And that may be considered a more feminine way or not. Not sure. So do we have any closing comments on that from the Fab Five, just their takeaways from our conversation today? Yeah, I love this show. I mean, we have a topic and I never know what is going to come from each of you amazing ladies. And I'm, I'm always learning something different. I, I didn't know this conversation would go this direction. But, you know, taking a moment to check yourself. Check yourself and check in and ask, where am I coming from in this moment? And what do I really mean? And do I need to go about it this way? And then add a sweetness of compassion. Yeah, I love that. I love that. 
you know, grace is always appropriate. And you're right, Sarah, it's the sweetness. And, and so I would just say, remember who you are. You know, remember your value. Remember what you're worth. Be prepared to stand up for what you want, but also willing to walk away as you are standing in that power. Stay focused. Be brave. Be curious. Be clear about what it is you want. And then trust the process, right? Trust the process that you are doing particularly if you are not operating from a place of ego, that you are uh, doing the right thing. I love that. I love trust the process, Whitney, because sometimes it the power play is just being still for a minute and not like not doing anything. Like for me, like recently it was like, slow down and you'll get further. Just slow down for a minute, right? Sometimes we get in this do-do-do mode, but it's really slowing down and just letting the process flow or it's trust the process and you just sort of know what's next. What's the next, right? Like sort of instinctually, but also backed by intelligent intellectual data. But anyway, just trust the process, like Whitney just said. And sometimes being in your power is just being still, and then moving from there. I love that. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. So this, ladies, I love you. I love all of our listeners. Thank you for joining us this week. And we just appreciate you. And, you know, share a comment on your thoughts on Power Place. Go into the Facebook group and, and let's start this conversation because, There are many twists and turns in this conversation that we can take. And so I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful week and we will see you next week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Have a beautiful day. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.